2: Okay, can you imagine Nick Saban going to bed last night and thinking about the issues with just, I mean, as 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 at such a high level, as this man thinks of football, the problem with just getting the ball from the center of the quarterback. Can you imagine what, what was going through his mind last night?
1: Oh, man, and especially when you consider it's, uh, what, uh, game number 14 for those guys, and mm-hmm. you, you still weren't not able to get that – uh, and they had some issues, uh, you know, during the course of the game.
2: Uh, even, the even well, That's what I mean, yeah, they, during the course yeah. of the game and on the last play. So Yeah, on the last play.
1: And, and, and that, you know, a lot of people were like, well, what kind of play call was that? Well, I think the, the, the problem was uh, I, I think what the idea was was to possibly swing the you – know, once the, the ball got to the quarterback was to swing it out to the running back who had a couple of blockers out there to block a couple of Michigan defenders. But because of the snappy and so low, the Alabama quarterback just decided, you know what, I'm going to run it straight ahead. And uh, Michigan's defense, which has been outstanding all season long, was uh, certainly up for the test.
2: It throws, uh, it just throws the timing of everything off. Let's talk about LSU. Uh, um, Nussmeyer looked a little nervous at first, usually when a quarterback's throwing a ball high. That's what that's an indication of. But he seems to have settled in pretty quickly. Your thoughts on Garrett Nussmeyer?
1: Hey, I thought it was a really good performance, considering he's never started a game or has not started a game since December of 2020. I mean, I thought uh, – and, and I think um, I think you got to give a lot of credit to um, Joe Sloan and, and Cortez Hankin, who were serving as co-offensive coordinators, and Joe Sloan, who was serving as the – uh, play caller for this game to try to get Nussmeyer in a little bit of a in, in a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, I thought they had some success on that. You know, one of the things that was just lacking in that first half is that they were over three on third downs, and they've been the best team uh, in, in the country on converting third downs. And a lot of that was just Jaden Daniels making plays on third down. Whenever you needed a play, he was able to make it. They were not able to do that in the first half. Uh, It didn't help, too, that they got down 14 to nothing uh, early on in that game. But uh, I thought in the second half, you know, the defense uh, did enough like LSU has done in their 10 victories when LSU's defense has needed to make a couple of stops in those wins. They've been able to do that, and they certainly did that at the end of the game. And I think the other big thing for LSU uh, and in particular for Nussmeier in that second half, they just they, they they decided to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. Uh, and they were able to connect on some big passes. And I just think as the game went on, Nussmeier's Meyers' confidence grew. Um,
2: what happens with the wide receiver situation at LSU for next year in terms of opt-outs, et cetera?
1: Well, Malik Nabors is certainly um, not going to be back next season. Brian Thomas told reporters after the game that he's made a decision on his future and uh, he'll probably announce it here fairly soon, I would imagine. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some sort of news from Brian Thomas, either you know, today, tomorrow, something like that, here very shortly that he's moving on to the NFL. But, uh, you know, it's time for uh, other guys to step up. Uh, Kyron Lacy is uh, a guy that uh, has an opportunity to, to really shine next season. You hope to get Aaron Anderson a little bit more into the flow of things. I mean, Chris Hilton. Is another guy that's had some flashes, and it's certainly now it's going to be his time to step up and and be the guy. Uh, Shelton Snamsen was a five-star wide receiver from Catholic High at Baton Rouge who uh, got on the field sparingly this past season, but is expected to get a bigger role next season. And then I I think the uh, the the other you know they got a transfer coming in from Mississippi State who um, who's expected to probably. Probably be a guy that the they'll count on, and don't forget you still got Mason Taylor. And, I was thinking about him, uh, you know, and, and you know he'll be a junior next season. And traditionally, in Brian Kelly offenses, the tight end is featured quite a bit.
2: You're reading a, you're I reading think, ahead because that comes to my next question about a new offensive coordinator, um, and is it going to be somebody from within or somebody from without that is compatible with Garrett Nussmeyer? or can move Garrett Nussmeyer along, not that he didn't play well yesterday, but you understand what I'm saying, get the most out of him and build a system around him that plays to his strengths and the strength of the LSU offense as it stands now. So we'll talk about that with Jeff Palermo when we come back. Also, a lot of questions on defense, but a big win for LSU yesterday – Ten wins is a big deal, and it was also impressive to me, Jeff, that the defense closed it out. That that at least left me with a good taste in my mouth. Eight twenty. More, when we come back. Y'all got any questions or comments? 504-260-1870. Question pops up about the rumor mill and Brian Kelly and Michigan. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll pass it along when we return. Traffic now. W W L. All right, 825, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Jeff Palermo about the LSU victory yesterday. It was a fun game to watch. It was a rewarding game to watch, Jeff, in that. And everybody knows, I guess, Jeff Palermo, WWL.com, Mist LA Network News Director. Um, to me, it was happy that... It, was, it made me uh, comforted in a way that the defense closed it out and put the dagger in it. made me feel a little bit better about next year.
1: You know... It really is, as we were talking about in the last segment, Tommy, it was in LSU's 10 victories and most of those victories, it was the offense scoring a bunch of points and the defense making a couple plays here or there, especially late in the game to secure victories. And that's exactly what happened again yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that game played out, but it still was very disappointing. To see Wisconsin put up the yardage that they were able to do yesterday, over 500 yards of offense. I mean, this was one of the worst offenses in college football, and they looked like, uh, I mean, they looked like one of the best offenses. Yep. And they were, and they were without their top running back, and they were without two of their receivers. Now Tanner Mordecai is a veteran quarterback. He put up big numbers at SMU. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out very well offensively for Wisconsin this season with a, a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator, and they are bringing in a new quarterback, and maybe one of it, it just took a little bit time. But you would have thought after 15 practices since the Texas A&M game that LSU's defense would have played a little bit better, and it was just disappointing that you didn't see that, and for them to get gashed like they did, it's just very disappointing. And, and Brian Kelly's got a He's got to figure it out because they don't have Jaden. As good as Garrett Nussmeyer played yesterday, it almost wasn't enough. And Jaden Daniels has bailed this team out over the last couple of seasons in so many situations, and they don't have them last year. And it's a little bit unfair to put it all on one guy to keep bailing you out. So eventually the defense has got to pick up the pace. So um, we'll see what Brian Kelly does. A lot of these guys are coming back again next season. That could be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're more experienced. But uh, are they are, are, are they good enough? And if not, you got to find somebody in here who can coach them up to to, to get them to play better because uh, what happened this season is just not acceptable.
2: I think it was the fourth quarter, and I think this told the story of the LSU defense in one play. A receiver's open for Wisconsin. He's still running with the ball, and the LSU defender is turning to the other defender with his hands. Yeah. Uh, uh his palm upturned like what what where and it's like well first off you gotta make the tackle that's the first thing you need to do then we'll worry about who blew what where yonders did you see that play do you understand what i'm talking about well we've seen that a lot i, I remember seeing it in the first
1: uh, really in a, on that first opening drive from Wisconsin when they when they went right down the field and scored on LSU and there were a couple defenders looking at each other like, hey, wait, I, I thought
2: you were supposed to be there. I, I mean, that's just. After the play is one thing, but while yeah, the play is yeah, still alive, uh, no, not that's not the time for that.
1: No, no. So, uh, you know, we were talking about it in the last segment. You know, Brian Kelly obviously has to name an offensive coordinator. Joe Sloan, certainly, who is the quarterback's coach, who called the plays yesterday, certainly has a leg up as far as getting that job or even Cortez Hankton, another assistant on the staff, or they might be co-offensive coordinators. We'll wait and see.
2: You're going to see a different offense, though, either way than you did this year, this season.
1: Well, you just don't have Jaden Daniels' running ability. And as I was mentioning in the past, Brian Kelly really likes to utilize the tight end. And you and got so a good one. I, you got a good one. And then you you also have a, a couple of freshman tight ends. And then you're bringing in this kid, Trey Green, from Zachary High School, who's like 6'6", 6, six, six and a half. He's a freak of an athlete, caught a touchdown pass in the state championship game uh, in the game between Zachary and Ruston. They're going to have to figure out a way to utilize him. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different because you're not going to have two first-round picks at wide receiver next season, but still – I think you feel pretty comfortable about the offense. And there's a lot of talent on there. And Caleb Jackson, a, a freshman running back who will be a sophomore next year, will have more of a prominent role. You'll be able to find a bunch of good contenders to be the offensive coordinator at LSU next season because they're gonna the, the, the talent that's on that side of the ball is going to make whoever is the play caller look good. But defensively, man, it's got to get a lot better for LSU to be in the 12-team playoff tournament.
2: They call it uh, the Red Hot Stove League in baseball. It's a rumor mill in college football this time of year. Tell me about um, Brian Kelly. Do you think he's going anywhere? I don't see it.
1: I don't see it. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is done it in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he'll find a job in the NFL, but um, – I don't want to close the door on it, but I'd be surprised if he took the job at Michigan at or this, if even Michigan offered it to him. At
2: this point in his life, I, I don't see it. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, if, if Michigan even offers it. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time, as always. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com, LA uh, Network News Director. We'll take a break. Talk to Michael Williamson about hungry people in Louisiana. 830, time for WWL First News.